Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks that they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. That was a close one for you, Matt. I know, I always, my brain, it's like that meme of the car turning at the last second. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And my brain wants to turn down the old intro every single time. Somebody make that and put it in the Discord for us. (laughs) I I don't know that any I described it well enough for anyone to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I I okay, I'll explain the meme. <laughs> oh yes. So, this okay. is our most popular segment. Uh-huh. So there's a uh, uh sort of like old muscle car style of car. Maybe it's like a I don't know, it's just old. It might be a station wagon. Uh but the point is it's like a 70s looking car. Um, and is that the point? Is that important to the meme? I'm not. Yes, this is a I, I think so. Of Jeff Jeff Kowalski meme explainer, where he doesn't really remember the meme very well. Jeff Kowalski meme speculator. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to look. Okay, so it's some kind of it's some kind of older car, and it is doing a um uh, like drift to an exit, uh, and the exit sign has a label of a bad choice, and the continue on the highway sign has a label of the choice you're supposed to be making. Exactly. That's very good. And I've looked it up, and it is an image of, like, an older blue sedan, not a muscle car. Is that from a movie? I wonder. I have no context for it. Like, I could never tell you if that's from a movie. I'm going to find out from Know Your Meme. That's a pretty useful, um, uh, like, it's not a great website. They uh, have some, like, fucking 4chan humor and stuff, but it's pretty good when you don't know what a meme is. If you go there, they'll just tell you. Yeah, I think yeah. that the fact that they have to uh, cover, like, they're trying to cover all the memes means that, yeah, they do end up uh, covering some stuff that is like, this is a racist meme that racists made. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's... It's one of those things where, like, academically, it makes sense that you would have to divorce the memes from the fact that they are racist because you're just cataloging them. But also, there's a moral choice in (laughs) representing them at all, and I don't know. Yeah. The problem is that that sort of fine gradation of morality as it pertains to academics is constantly and instantly overshadowed by all the much shittier things going on in the world that I'm like ah, mm. I don't know if I should get mad at you and I don't have time to think about it because I have to be mad at so many people right now Yeah. Uh, so I found the origin it is a, 19, a 20 second YouTube video titled How to Exit Freeway Like a Boss which contains <laughs> this car drifting the entire exit ramp and there's so much smoke and then oh, wow. someone photoshopped the bridge and exit signs over top of it. Oh, weird. I wouldn't have thought that, that was the photoshop part. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so either. But yeah, the uh, the signs were not there in the original That sign video. does look very clean. I haven't looked at this meme in a while, and I'm not about to. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa Heron, meme re- rejector. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Should we memes. make our show just about memes? Yeah, can we make memes into NFTs? Ooh, can we get on. rich doing that? What if we <laughs> click the random button on Know Your Meme as our Uh-oh. new thing? Oh man, What's that's not a bad idea. Pepe's. Didn't we promise we would never change the format again? <laughs> no, we promised we wouldn't change the title again. Oh, that's right. Is there a random button? Let's Don't, see. It's gonna be bad. 
Plus, also, how is this something we can discuss? Because when we go to the page, it's going to tell us what the meme is, and then what else can you say? Yeah, how could we possibly spend 11 minutes talking about a meme? (laughs) (laughs) But talking about one specific meme that would uh, constrict us too much. Mm, Yeah, we need need the freedom to talk about whatever memes we feel like. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to man. you need to stop trying yeah. to rein us in, Matt. Yeah, because because currently we really only talk about the topic of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to be Matt. You more than anyone would feel that it was podcast poison <laughs> to just discuss one meme the whole time. Well, we wouldn't. Is my point. No matter how yeah. much I would try to make us fit the format, we just wouldn't. No, we we stay on topic. Anyway, mm-hmm. Matt, what'd you do this week? <laughs> good, good got, joke got, him. got him um let's see what did i do this week i guess i'll talk a little bit we don't have to go into too much detail because i've talked a lot about this but um magic online just or sorry not magic online magic arena uh-huh. uh the online magic card game system uh introduced a new concept called alchemy which is just cards that only exist in digital format and do things that you couldn't do in a paper format. Like, there is a card that is a fisherman, and when you put him on the battlefield, he pulls a random fish card from all the rest of the history of Magic. They have, like, 15 cards that are creature-type fish, huh. and it just pulls a random one and puts it on the, t- the, the board. That's pretty cool. I like that quite a bit, because I feel like something not enough digital card games do is, like, stuff that only uses the the types of mechanics that you can do in a traditional card game, but implements them in a way that would be impossible outside of the digital area. Yes, I agree, and that has long been the realm of Hearthstone, because Hearthstone is... Mm-hmm. Like, famously only digital because so many of their cards use the kind of mechanics that would be impossible in paper, and yet still you see people constantly being like, when are they going to make a paper version of Hearthstone? It doesn't make sense, and it wouldn't work. Do you not understand how reality is? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it ha- the, the new alchemy cards have things like giving cards permanent changes. Usually if you lay a card down and then you, like, enchant it, that enchantment goes away if that card dies. And the main reason I think that they do that is because it would be too hard to keep track of, oh, well, this card now costs one less, even though it's in my graveyard. If I bring it back, it's still going to cost one less. I don't know how you would keep track of that for all of your cards, but in an online format, that is super easy. So I think it's an interesting idea. Um it's so weird how magic cards works in general, where anytime a new set is released or a new format is introduced, the first, like, two weeks of it existing is just everyone playing nothing but counter decks, where, like, <laughs> they don't know how to win the game, mm-hmm. but they know how to keep you from winning the game. <laughs> yeah. So, it's very frustrating right now. I love playing Magic, uh, magic Arena, but I have to take a break from it whenever a new thing comes out because every match you play is like, all right, I'm going to try out this like green elves deck and see what happens. And then the other person, a hundred percent of the time, is playing a like a blue rogues deck, and all they do is mill your cards and counter everything you play. 
and the matches take 45 minutes, and it's like, why are you even playing this game? This is miserable for both of us. Mm, for magic points to trade in to get mm. new magic cards. Is that how it works? Um, kind of. I do appreciate Magic Arena has a thing where every day they're like, uh, you can get coins if you play 20, you know, green cards today or whatever to, like, encourage people to try mm. decks they wouldn't normally play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really cool, actually. That I think they should do more of that. Right now, it's just color stuff, but I, w- I would love if they were like, today, you should play a, a tribal deck about goblins or whatever. I think that would be really cool. Um, but I th- there are just so many people on Magic Arena who don't seem to be trying to achieve anything other than making your life bad. Mm, that seems like a lot of online <laughs> gaming, which is why I don't enjoy online gaming. Yeah, it's very bizarre. I I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I think it's cool that Magic is finally realizing <laughs> that most people like to play on computers and not in person. Mm-hmm. Good. I like having Magic cards physically in the world, and yet, like, how can anyone dedicate space in their home to thousands of paper cards? I just don't understand. Yeah, it has to be, like, your one thing that you're into. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't get on board with it. So, like, having a a digital space where I can collect cards, but they don't take up any physical space is by is 100% my deal, so. Yeah. I really like a, a draft. I think that's a fun way to play a trading card game, because I don't have to learn what all the cards are before I, like plan my deck of 40 cards and, like, try and learn and deduce synergies. I could just be like, all right, there's seven cards in front of me, and I'm going to get six after I pick one of these. And, like, you just, you're taking them just a handful at a time, and it, it feels, uh, it feels much more manageable. See, drafting really stresses me out, though, because to be good at drafting, you have to be figuring out what colors the other people are drafting and pick something they're not so that if something good comes up you have a more a better chance of getting it and like one of the so bad at that one of the strategies at a like draft event is to announce the color that you're uh pulling every time like just be like i'm only gonna pull black um and then like that one, either lets other people know that you're going to only pull that one, or um, tricks other people and you don't actually pull that one, or like they could try and mess you up, but it would also hurt them because there's two people going for only the black ones. Yes. Oh, too complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that, like, meta gaming of it with draft. It's a shame because I agree with you in general. Like, if it was just make the best deck you can out of these booster packs, I would be very into it, but as is often the case with almost every game, the kinds of people who dedicate their life to being good at it ruin it for everyone else. Mm, wearing cat eye sunglasses <laughs> and visors upside down they go to yes. magic tournaments. Sealed draft, I think, is um, yeah, you Where get nobody you, knows what cards they have ahead of time. Uh, sealed deck, you build a deck from six unopened booster packs, and mm. That is, uh, I think, the format that you uh, mentioned just now, Matt. Where, yes. where, like, you get boosters and you get to build a deck and you don't have to involve other people. 
That, yes, that's true. That is more fun for me personally, as opposed to the, the kind where you pass the pack on after each pull card you pull. Um, but I mean, you know, if you're playing with other casual players, I actually think that passing the decks around is fun and like, mm. you can have fun being like, well, no one's going to take this fucking centipede card cause it sucks ass or whatever. Um, but yeah, playing against people who want to do well is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed, um, I don't know if I got to play it with either of you, but I got this card game called Runes of Zune, which was designed to be like, it, it was designed to play like something like Magic the Gathering while being a mm, stand- you had to use a Sony proprietary uh, <laughs> musical device to, to play it? Exactly. Yeah, it only plays on the Zune. Uh, Microsoft's <laughs> Zoom. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't Sony. Wait, what did Sony's one? What was the that? Walkman and the Discman. <laughs> no, after that, the digital one. I think the they digital. just had like the. I think they just had like the Walkman, like digital. MP3 man. <laughs> Walkman Digital is such a terrible name that I would believe Sony did it just because. What's ridiculous is you can still just call it the Walkman. That didn't have anything about the uh, type of media in it in the name. The idea the was fact you could that listen they, to your music on the go. The fact that they changed it from Walkman to Discman. Yeah. Very <laughs> funny. It, ah, from tapes to discs is that, crazy. That was an important distinction because, as you'll remember with the technology at the time, if you walked mm. around, it would make it skip. Because oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you could not jostle those things. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that was important because with the technology at the time, if you asked your grandma to get you a, a disc man, she would just get whatever Sony product was pushed on her by the Best Buy employee. <laughs> I mean, that's also true. Oh, <clears throat> God. They did. Sony did. Uh, the first digital one was Network Walkman. And then <laughs> they they did one with their proprietary memory sticks that sucked that you had to get for, like, the PSP. Oh, yes. Um, called uh, the MS Walkman, which stood for Memory Stick Walkman. Ay, ay, ay. Why? <laughs> proprietary memory is such a weird cash grab because it makes people hate your company and it doesn't really make you very much money either. Yeah. Uh, eventually, someone finally made a converter for the Vita within like the yeah. past couple of years that lets you put an SD card in the game slot. Yep. Um, so I got one of those. It was $5. Yep. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. I was just going to move on and say, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, this week I started rewatching a show that I know Matt has watched. I don't think Jeff has watched. This show is The Venture Brothers. Oh yes, uh, I've seen. I, I think out. four or five seasons of it. It's like it's okay. sort of like if if Rick and Morty was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it very much. It's a parody of all things. Ooh, seventies television, comic book, uh, action movie, and yet it is also it's a parody of them by people who love them. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, I think it's great. Uh, the show has been running, I found out, almost 20 years. They've done. And they've done so three seasons. <laughs> they are the show. <laughs> they have, hmm, here's the thing. They have the record for being the show that's been in production the longest with the fewest number of seasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because over 15 years, they did seven <clears throat> seasons. 
That's crazy. Yes. Why does it take them so long? Uh, Adult Swim won't give them very much money, is the yeah. thing. So. And they were cancelled in 2018, and we were all very sad. But they have announced... They announced in 2020 that they were, were going to be given a movie to do on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And in... May of 2021, this year, they have announced that it is in production, so it's actually really definitely happening. So Yeah, that's great. Let me catch up. Yes, because a lot of these seasons I watched, and there's like a two-year break between seasons a lot of the time, I would watch the season, I would love it, I would completely forget what had happened (laughs) the two years that followed, and this is a show that really pays attention to its own continuity in a way that it doesn't need to. Like, completely yes. <laughs> beyond all expectations, it does that. <clears throat> yes. So. The fact that they continuously make throwaway jokes that were maybe even improvised mm-hmm. in, like, season one into <laughs> major plot points later is crazy. In the second episode, there's a joke where another scientist asks Dr. Venture about cloning. And yeah. Dr. Venture says... Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't have anything to do with cloning, as the government has restricted. He says it really loud, like yes. I was expecting that they're bugging him. But um, yes, he does do cloning, as we find out later, and it's extremely important. So yes, that's yeah. very funny. I, I I always think about the example of that time that they just did a list of supervillains in the uh, Guild of Calamitous yes. intent, <laughs> including reverse. What is it? Reverse uh, Bizarro, Oscar Wilde, Bizarro, Oscar Wilde, Oscar Bizarro, Wilde. Oscar Wilde, and Trucules. Yes, um, and then all of those characters show up later, and I'm certain that those were an improvisation <laughs> at the time. I yes. constantly conflate that list of supervillains with the one from Doctor Horrible. Mm. Uh, that makes both sense. Similarly, I think. Uh, I think Evil Thomas Jefferson was the name of one of the ones in Dr. Horrible. That's just regular Thomas Jefferson, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, So this is an animated show. I don't know if I said that. I know before we've talked about shows, and, like, I personally haven't known that they've been animated shows until someone Uh offhandedly mentions it. So Uh, yeah, we'll say that. It's on Adult Swim. It first premiered in 2003, but then it didn't get a show until 2004. So it's kind of a stretch saying it's been 20 years, but it's been pretty close. Yep. Yeah, it uh the 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 like I would say core premise at the beginning if you are complete somehow completely unaware of this show, which I guess wouldn't be hard. It is an adult swim show that is on once every couple years. Um <laughs> is like what is a Johnny Quest style uh family adventure team up to between their uh actually interesting fun missions. Yes. That's yes. a good way to put it. I like the synopsis you'll see on um, streaming services. It's on HBO Max, by the way, which is why I'm watching it, because it's all on there. Uh, it says the premise of the show is a uh, scientist and his dim-witted teen sons and their bodyguard <laughs> go on adventures. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the, uh, the one thing about the show that I find incredibly frustrating is that, like, your description is a good one, Jeff, except that... Those adventure shows, those Johnny Quest-style adventure shows that they are constantly referencing, in those, somebody is good at what they're doing. <laughs> hey, Brock, the bodyguard. Brock is, is great at, at being doing. a bodyguard. Although, even then, he doesn't actually care about anyone, it seems like, some of the time. Or, care is not the word. He... He is often more concerned with being cool than mm. anything. 
Yeah, that's um, but fair. yes, he's definitely the most uh, competent one. <clears throat> but I do find the show sometimes frustrating when none of the characters have a reason to be there or do anything. <laughs> I I think that the um, I think that the like there there is some implication that they must be good at stuff sometimes because like they do have this big science compound. Um, but. Well. We know that uh, uh, Dr. Venture's father was everything you would want. He was a big, burly, muscle man, genius scientist who did all this (laughs) stuff, invented things. uh, Doc Savage. He he is just a reference to Doc Savage, (laughs) the pulp comic, uh, the pulp novel character. Exactly. Um, So that guy is kind of the reason that they have the things they have, and then Dr. Venture is a second-generation failure of these sorts of things. Have they cast The Rock as Doc Savage yet for a movie? (sighs) Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. But, like, I, like, and then you've got the, the reveal at the minor spoilers, but you've got the reveal of, uh, of Dr. Venture's half-brother, or not half-brother, twin-brother, I should say. Yeah. Um, and he is <laughs> I could see why you'd say half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he yep. is good at things, kind of, but he's also, like, a terrible person, so yes. mm. I don't know. I it's hard to watch the show for very long because maybe Doctor Orpheus. It's there are very few likable characters at any point in the show. I disagree. I love all the characters, and <laughs> I love that they're complicated. And like we can't even describe what archetype they're supposed to be because they're kind of all a mishmash of different ones yes. that the creators wanted to work on. I love that about it. It's just frustrating how much Doctor Venture constantly reverts to the kind of logic that you see on like internet message boards where he's like of course i should only look out for myself and then that instantly bites him in the ass but he never learns from it that's kind of what you want from a character on a tv show though isn't it no eventually i want them to get better (laughs) i just i understand that all of tv is based on the idea that characters don't grow and change Mm -hmm. but especially for the venture brothers which as we said is always in conversation with its own past and continuity. Yeah. I want Dr. Venture to eventually learn his lesson about something. No. <laughs> Just once. Mm. Here's what I love, though. <laughs> I don't want to get into spoilers, but I think Jeff laughed because there is a reason that some characters aren't growing and changing. Well, yes. But yeah. then, thanks to sci-fi, that they are able to grow and change, and they do. Those characters, I feel like, change a lot over the course of the series, and it's very good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Doctor Venture's Arrested Development eventually becomes sort of a uh, like core theme uh, mm-hmm. rather than sort of a sitcom style. Like, ah, he doesn't change, and if he ever starts changing, that'll be the series finale. Yeah, yeah, which. I I think of Futurama, for example, their first series finale where Fry uh, does something self-enriching, and so they had to end the show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Anyway, it's a very good serialized show if you like complicated comic book-style stories. Um, Yeah. It references a lot of fun things. 
I've been struggling lately. Maybe this is the real reason why I'm reluctant to return to it because I loved Venture Brothers when it was on, and I watched it for a while. But mm, like, you say when it was on, but it's been on most. Well, of your okay, life. you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> when yes. it was on consistently enough that you could cons- like reasonably yes. watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's this. I, I mentioned Rick and Morty earlier, and I feel like it's the same problem I have with Rick and Morty, which is again, I liked Rick and Morty. When I when it first came out, I thought it was funny and it had good jokes and like it was referencing stuff that I recognized in a mm-hmm. way that I enjoyed. But like something about extremely cynical media is exhausting in the modern mm. world in a way it wasn't even five years ago. Mm. Okay, <laughs> where like if watching a thing where the characters in the thing are like whatever what we do doesn't even fucking matter or like. It's stupid to care about things. Like, I just don't know that I can take that in anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So I guess it... Hmm, I, don't, I wonder if it started now, if I would feel the same way about the show. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I have been watching it since... Not even since the beginning, but probably since, like, 2006 or something. So. Since before the beginning. You knew, <laughs> Doc, uh, you knew Doc Hammer? Is that his name? Yeah, Doc yeah. Hammer and Jackson Public. Yeah, before they were famous, even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, those guys are roughly my age, but they are very interested in stuff from the 70s, like the $6 million man, that I yeah. never was. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting <laughs> to see their take on that sort of thing. Yeah. I And they do a very good job of referencing it in a way that feels like they know every detail of that thing, even ones that you don't. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I really like the the there's a there was a feeling I think to those earliest Adult Swim shows that like the people at Warner Brothers aren't really watching this like because it's <laughs> yeah. a Warner Brothers production they have access to whatever uh, like Looney Tunes and Hanna Barbera characters that they want to use but uh, no one's watching it, so, like, you could just, exactly, (laughs) you could just have Scooby and Shaggy get brought in on drug charges on an Adult Swim show, you could just bring Johnny Quest onto Venture Brothers and have him be an insane, uh, drug addict. Heroin addict, yes. Uh, but, I do think that at some point somebody snitched, and that's why they had to change him to Adventure Johnny. Yes, yeah. which is a shame because I was just watching an episode from the first season in which Race Bannon dies. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think that uh, the holders of that license would be interested in that happening. No. I showed um, the Too Many Cooks video to Jen like a year ago because she had missed it when it came out the first time, uh-huh. and we watched it, and then she was like, "What?" <laughs> How, what <laughs> yeah. happened in television that this was the thing? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, this moment in time was so under the radar that it could be whatever this is. Yeah. And I think also, like, I, I guess I know secondhand from uh, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public on the DVD commentaries for some of these episodes, they would talk about how Adult Swim would kind of just give them their contract and then they would just make the show, but they had, like, no deadlines or anything. <laughs> they just had some money and an obligation to make the show. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing. Yeah. 
Love it. Sorry, he's Action Johnny, not Adventure Johnny. I know that would yeah. make Chris really mad that I got that wrong. In addition to all of the other things that I've said about the Venture Bros that will make him mad this episode. <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like it breaks up the conversational flow and is unnecessarily negative if I correct everything that I see is wrong, because I did know it was Action Johnny. But then, people who listen to the show are like, oh, but someone got the thing wrong. And I'm like, I didn't want to say that at the time, though. Because yeah, I was having so a conversation. Anytime any of us get something wrong, assume the other two know the right answer, but aren't <laughs> saying it out of politeness. You yeah. don't need to correct us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, so this morning, well, I should say yes. Mm, God, two days ago, Uh-oh. I think, I was on... Every morning when mm-hmm, I... Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a Halo hanging. Um, oh, you've been playing Halo. Poster. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, I, I, You know, I could. I have Game Pass <laughs> and an Xbox. Uh, and have although, you played Halo at all? Does Halo Infinite play on an Xbox One? I don't actually know. I don't mm, know you're not a true that. gamer. I haven't even tried to play Halo, because why would I? Uh, I tried... <laughs> terrible. I tried Halo ODST which I thought was interesting because you're not playing a super-powered badass, but I, you know, didn't complete it because it's still a Halo game. Uh, I tried Halo 4 and was like, this is kind of boring. And so I stopped. Um, Yeah, I... I, uh, No, I I went on the eShop for their Game Awards sale on the Mm. Switch. And for the first time ever... Uh, mm-hmm. Cadence of Hyrule featuring Crypt of the Necromancer and its DLC were on sale for mm-hmm. a significant discount. It was like 30% off. I think I paid 20 or $30 for the whole, like, whole bundle. Nice. Um, and so I played a little bit of that this morning. Man, that music, really good. Uh, also, yeah. Matt, you, I think, sent, yeah, you sent me on Steam Crypt of the Necromancer, uh, many, many years ago, and I, like, played a little bit of it, and I bounced off of it for whatever reason. This one feels like I'm not gonna bounce off of it, because it has the Zelda theming, and it seems to update some of the more challenging aspects. Like, you don't get penalized for missing beats if you're in an area that is, like, no combat. Um, I don't know if that ever, uh... I don't remember the original well enough to know if that's in there, but the fact that it was here was surprising to me, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like... There's no areas where there's no combat in the original. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so there's, like, you know, Zelda-style puzzle adventure areas, but if there's no enemies to defeat you, uh, you do not have to stick to the, the rhythm to move around, which is nice. See, I know you have to do stuff to the music. Uh, you said the music was good. Is it Zelda music or yes. is it its own music? Oh, okay. It is the people yeah. who made the music for Crypt of the Necrodancer did a whole soundtrack. There's actually three different soundtracks. There's three versions of each song, each by a different uh, person on the team. Um, and uh, they are all like remixes, like sort of dance club electronica <laughs> remixes of Zelda songs. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, gosh, it's beautiful to look at. The music is amazing. The animations are really nice. Uh, Telltale Heights song. That's my favorite one. Ah, that is my favorite one. I don't think that's going to be in there, though. (laughs) Ah! God, that is, that is like. (laughs) I got that little, what, the, the Zelda Anniversary Game and Watch. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I immediately booted up Link's Awakening. And it's the non-DX version, so it has that glitch where you can teleport all like all around the map because that game was extremely busted. Um, uh-huh. I didn't play the non-DX version as a kid, uh, so I was never able to do the very infamous uh, warp glitch. So I was, I've been playing that just like warping all around in this blast. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. I might also rebuy Breath of the Wild because that's 60 bucks for the game and the, uh, full DLC package. Oh, that's right. I forgot you never got that on, on, oh, um, yeah. on Switch. Yeah. It's definitely worth getting it on Switch if you can. Oh man. The first time I walked through the desert and was there a rumble in the Wii U? I don't know. Yes, everything about... The only thing that's different about the Wii U version is there's some particle effects that are less uh, prevalent. Okay, well, anyway, the Switch is very strangely uh, attuned to rumble that it has. Uh, Let me feel that a uh, Maldugo was getting closer under the sand, and uh, it's so terrifying. Mm. Well, I do (laughs) like It's one of my favorite memories of it. Uh, man, now I kind of want to. I love the HD rumble, and I don't think that uh, developers use it enough. Yeah, they yeah. definitely don't. Yeah, man, the Breath of the Wild really, even still, is the only game that like gave you the best that the Switch could in every way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, used all of the functionalities. Yeah, I mean, Mario Odyssey, I thought, did a good job. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't groundbreaking in that way. Neither of these use the right Joy-Con's IR camera. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, Jeff. We need to get into, like, Labo cardboard (laughs) bugs or whatever. That's the real use for the Switch. (laughs) Is is Labo not kind of cool, though? I don't know. I never used it. It seems like it's just for kids. It is, but also I do kind of want to build a cardboard robot suit for me that I can play a game on the Switch with. (laughs) I mean, you could just build yourself a robot suit out of cardboard boxes and then play Breath of the Wild, Jeff. Whoa. Whoa. What if in Breath of the Wild 2 Link gets a a mech suit? That would rule. (laughs) That would high rule. Ah! Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) It's very good. <laughs> um, I really liked all of the the Crypt of the Necro Dancer and Cadence of Hyrule games, but and I wonder, Jeff, if this is a problem that you had before as well. And I hope that it doesn't come back. But I really like to play a game while I'm listening to a podcast mm. or something, and games where you have to be using your ears as well as your eyes and your hands really feel stifling to me. Matt, I could have sworn you were one of the people who was so scandalized by the fact that I like to listen to a podcast and, while I'm playing a game. I, I kind of the... thought Matt was, too. I know oh, I am. I definitely yeah, I am. I think you're thinking of Louisa. I I thought you agreed with me, Matt, for a while. Here's what I will say. I know that Jeff has said he won't play a game with a story because he needs to listen to <laughs> no, podcasts. It's, it's I'm looking for, like, sometimes I need that game that is, like, very text light so that I yes. can listen to a podcast mm-hmm. while I'm playing it. But like I'll play th- I played God, I played a lot of Fuser, and that is a game that is only music stuff. Yes. Um anyway, I'm scandalized that Jeff says that on most games he skips through all of the dialogue. That I don't understand at all. But 
I do like to have a game that I can play while I'm doing something else, and I think that Jeff and I are in alignment on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, uh, the, I think the thing that I most, uh, end up disagreeing with my friends about is, uh, that the best games are the ones that are pure context-free gameplay without story, like Tetris <laughs> or Bejeweled. Yes, that I don't yeah, agree you. with at all. <laughs> yeah, I I know that that is a specific derangement I have, but it yes. almost, it feels like, uh, God, what is, like, like I'm a, like I'm a purist. Like, I, I want the, I want the pure strain gaming. <laughs> Nothing but game. No, no yeah, story you're in there. Gamer. I don't even want, if you can Deliver me the experience of Tetris without graphics or physical sensation of any kind. Like just a pure mental game. Beautiful. We're about, like reading Beautiful. transcripts of chess matches. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the that's the thing is I I uh, I know that like yeah you could just play chess in your mind, uh, yeah. but I uh, would have to learn chess notation, and that sounds. It, that sounds like it would make me more insufferable than I already am. <laughs> I, at least you have the self-awareness to realize. Ugh, I, the issue is chess has been around for too long, and so, like... <laughs> Boring. <laughs> no, I just can't get into it. That's like, old shit. It's, yeah. it's only multiplayer, and the meta's been around for, like, 700 years, so people have developed really good strategies. I can't just, like, enter in and be like, well, I've EV trained a Machamp with a pretty good moveset, and I can just maybe do okay. No, it's just like, I have to study (laughs) centuries of history to, to even, like, be on the baseline of competitive chess. Uh, Jeff. Eevee doesn't involve into Machamp. No, E-V as in effort values. <laughs> Eevee should be able to evolve into every Pokemon. Do we agree on this? Yeah, that's the true uh, base Pokemon. Not no. uh, Mew 1. You should be able to... Okay, here's the thing. Mew 1! You should be able to breed Eevee with Ditto to get a Pokemon that can evolve into, like, randomly evolve into any other Pokemon. Yeah, you breed Eevee with Ditto, you get an egg with a random Pokemon in it. Yes! I love this! (laughs) This is a great idea of Pokemon, guys. Okay. Are we excited for that new one in January? I am. I am. Yeah, open world Pokemon seems good. Yeah, I'm more excited for that. It's like the best parts of Sword and Shield, I think. Yeah, exactly. The wild area ruled. I'm more excited for that than for the one I am currently playing, which is the remake of Diamond and Pearl, which is not bad, but it is just exactly Diamond and Pearl with yeah. better yeah. graphics. We talked about this last week. We did, yeah. yeah. I'm disappointed that they didn't add any new Pokemon, which is always the best thing. To yeah. Do. I, like, even, even Fire Red and Leaf Green were like, yeah, you can go to some new islands and do some new story stuff and get some of the, like, second gen Pokemon. Uh, yeah. but this one is just, there's nothing new. They didn't, they've, like, the underground, I guess, is a little revamped, but it's still basically the same thing. It just now there's layers where you can find Pokemon that are usually harder to find back on the surface, yeah. such as mm-hmm. fire types, which you basically just can't get in that game unless you pick Chimchar. It's um, hard right now to not second guess every game that comes out and wonder if it's 
there are things due to labor shortages and supply chain stuff. Mm, like, yeah. people talk about the OLED um, Switch and how it has this amazing screen and how they thought that that was meant to... A lot of people think that that was meant to be the next generation yeah, of Switch. Switch Pro. But they yeah. couldn't get the memory chips and stuff to do this, so they just brought out one with a better screen. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering if they intended to add more Pokemon things to this game, but they're just like, well, we're just going to have to port it over and just release that i'm yeah, not maybe yeah maybe i i'm not sure because there's um this is the first of the traditional pokemon rpgs developed by a different company than game freak mm, okay so i think it was just game freak was like we want to get really weird and experimental but a lot of people got mad at us about sword and shield so we're going to farm out doing a remake of the fourth generation, and it's going to be so straightforward that no one can get mad at us about it, not realizing that going that straightforward would make people mad at them still. Yeah, um, well, the the fandom of anything is going to be mad no matter what you do. I it There's so much in the world right now that could be fixed by the people in charge of things realizing that a certain subset of your fan base will be mad at you no matter what you do. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I feel like Nintendo fans, I'm including myself here, are very willing to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt. It's true, but like anytime anyone, anytime they release any Pokemon game, mm-hmm. I, I see a thousand hot takes of actually this is like the worst game in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the the uh, thing is, Pokemon is so many things to so many different people that yeah. like you can't. Uh, oh boy, sorry, my ter- chair tipped a little bit. I don't, you can't, um, you can't possibly please everyone. Like, yeah. Yeah. for example, one of the things I really dug into when I was a kid in red and then in subsequently in gold is the sort of harrowing nature of going into a cave between towns. Like, yeah. you have a limited inventory. Uh, your Pokemon are kind of hard to get over-leveled. So, like, getting through a cave is genuinely challenging and, like, would take me a couple tries even now. Uh, yeah. And they... See, I don't like that at all. <laughs> exactly. See? Yeah. most I think most people don't like that resource management aspect of the adventure. And so mm-hmm. Sword and Shield has basically fully excised it. There is no challenge getting from one town to the next. Uh, mm. There's You never have to worry that you're going to encounter a Pokemon when you don't want to. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I think that I still got stuff I wanted out of Sword and Shield. Uh, I thought the wild area was excellent. I thought the, like, raid battles were really cool. Um, mm. But, you know, I do still yearn for that that throwback style of like, no, here's a, here's a, here's victory road, like a really hard level of a game that's going to take me a couple hours. Yeah. Although that kind of thing is frustrating because I feel like Pokemon games don't have a good, like satisfying. The problem with, with a challenging area in a Pokemon game is that what you end up doing is you go in and fight until you die, and then you're revived back at the beginning, and then you have to go through it again. <laughs> you just keep going through the same part over and over again, getting a little further each time until you eventually get through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not... I don't like a game where there's not a way that you could do it better. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's just the grind, it feels like. Mm. Yeah. I get frustrated in especially old school style games where there's a dungeon and you don't know until you walk down a very long corridor that it was a dead end. Yes. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to play this way. I want to explore as much as I want. Yep. Uh, I, I, I like, I think that uh, one of the, like one of the things that's just kind of missing and uh, I think that they've balanced the grind, like the grind is just gone, which is nice. Um, but the thing that is now missing is, like, you don't have access to more than six Pokemon unless, like, if you're outside of a Pokemon Center, and you have a limited number of, like, slots for items. And I think that those two things would really spice it all up, even with the, like, very generous experience share type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think... This is what this is what I was saying before is that like I just think Pokemon needs to pick what it's going to be and do it knowing that some people are going to be unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think they've done things every generation though, don't they? They go in different directions every time. Yeah, I think they just need to see like, are you going to be a game for kids that's super easy, or are you going to be a game that challenges people, or are you going to be like a deep like uh uh mechanical experience with lots of like variables that people need to math out. I think any of those could be good and could fit Pokemon, but you just have to pick one. You can't be all of them, I don't think. Speaking yeah. of such things. Oh. Yeah, speaking of picking one. <laughs> yeah, we can I'm only so be excited. one. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna click random on no so... know your meme. <laughs> <laughs> So what we do on the show is, while Jeff is picking a random Know Your Meme to talk about... Oh man, Jeff, this is what we should do. The new format should be, you... <laughs> uh oh. I'll do a random Know Your Meme. No, 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 no. You pick a random Know Your Meme meme, and you have to try to work it into the episode without Louisa and I guessing that that's what you're referencing. Okay. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be possible. Yeah, I don't think so either, but it would be very funny. <laughs> Jeff, you're just going to need to start referencing a ton more memes so that we can't Mm. figure out which one is the one. Mm. Anyway, uh, what we actually do on the show is we go to WikiHow and we put a random word into the suggested articles page so that we can get a list of articles that people have requested uh, about that word so that we can give them advice. And the word we got today was pick. Yay, hooray! So you can word. pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Is that the thing? Yeah, that's what Benjamin Franklin said in you, Poor Richard's Almanac. <laughs> you can't <laughs> stop me pervert. from picking my friend's noses. <laughs> yeah, that's what they put on the Gadsden flag, right? <laughs> yeah, that's in the Bill of Rights, I think. Somebody make ben that Franklin Gadsden flag, like... please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, generate memes for us. That's what yeah. the theme of this episode is. <laughs> Uh, I really like these two at the bottom, because I feel like they're related. They're not, <laughs> but they are. How to pick a good ham and how to pick a good pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, my bottom two are how to pick a good pineapple and how to pick a good screen name. Yeah, mine so. too. Oh, n- I know, but these uh, oh. this is the second to last on the right and then the last on the left. Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. If you're reading it uh, right to left and then up and down, yeah, <laughs> good ham and good pineapple are like right next to each other. That's fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know you pick a good pineapple because through the skin it will smell sweet instead of sour, and mm. I've done this. 
here's how you do it. There's no such thing as a good pineapple. Oh pineapple's no! Weird fleshy garbage. I was gonna You're say so there's. Wrong. I was gonna say there's no such thing as a good ham. But like, <laughs> oh, that's no. true. Also, when you're oh, getting man. when you're getting into ham, you're getting a ham because it's bad. <laughs> what? You're getting you... a ham to punish your body. Exactly. What? You want it because it's meat that has been salted until it's bright hot pink. <laughs> like you're not doing it because you want. Good meat. What the hell? I cannot believe I'm the only pro-ham person on this podcast. I love ham, Louisa. (laughs) I know what it is. He's just willing to accept it for what it is. Yeah, I'm not pretending ham is a a filet mignon. (laughs) Uh, I don't like ham. I think it's not very good. I have a smoky, which you love so much in a meat... Yeah, but then just give me bacon. Oh, man. Give me bacon or give me death, it says on your yellow snake flag. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the meme you were referencing? <laughs> that old Nathan Hale meme? <laughs> yeah, he was the original meme lord. <laughs> yep. <sighs> is that Nathan Christ. Hale or Patrick Henry? I, I think it was think Patrick it was Henry. Henry. Yeah, it was, it it's attributed to Patrick Henry. But Damn it. Oh, know. shit. What Nathan Hale did, um, what was the other one? Uh, he did uh, I dumb Starbucks. I regret that I have but one life to give for my country or something like that. I liked mine better. What was yours? Uh, uh, he did dumb Starbucks. Oh. <laughs> what? Was, is that a meme? I was pretending oh. he was Nathan for you. I don't know right. that is either. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going great. Anyway. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, ham is bad. Ham is bad, and that's why uh, I like no, it. No, yes. correct. I want to say, though, the problem is, the way you pick a good ham is, there's going to be a ham that's more expensive than the other ones, and that one's the good one. And I hate to say it, but it's always true. Mm. Mm, delicious hams. Do you do bone-in ham, Louisa, usually? No, I usually don't, just because I want a very small ham. Although, mm. it is nice to get a spiral-cut bone-in ham. Oh, those spiral-cut hams, though? If you're mm. going to do a ham, get that spiral-cut. Because here's the thing about it. The the ham part is trash, but <laughs> that like crispy rind or whatever, oh, yeah, the, the sugar coated, oh, mm-hmm. it's so fucking good. Yeah, oh, I do love that that sliced ham. If you heat that up in a pan, it'll render that fat so good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but ham is so bad. <laughs> Just grind that shit up into a sausage. Obviously, why are you eating this whole <laughs> like a big slab? Like, You're not supposed to eat the whole, Matt. It's like if ew. <laughs> That's it's like, what hot dogs it's, are. <laughs> it's like if you just took a slice of wood and was like, "Here's paper." It's not. It's bad. This is <laughs> this is insane. Ham is delicious. So You're talking like a crazy person about do you, it. Do you prefer processed ham, Matt? Uh, I think a I Danish might. ham in a can, like a, a can, can, a can. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like any ham. I don't really like any ham very much, but I guess if I was going... No. Uh, as I said, I think if I had to do a ham, mm-hmm. number one would be spiral cut ham. Okay. With, like, Rank the hams. Glaze. Yeah. Number two would be deviled ham. Okay. Mm, delicious. And then I guess number three would be, like, lunch meat ham. Okay. Also pretty good. Uh, where I is I like all hams. Where does spider ham rank? Oh, God. Really? <laughs> is this your meme that you're referencing? <laughs> no. 
I feel like Jeff did not agree to this thing, Matt, but you are so committed. I, ha- I have to figure out an excuse for Jeff's terrible reference. <laughs> I have the page open. I do not think I will be able to work in a reference to it. <laughs> I love this. This is the best thing. Spider-Ham sucks. We all agree, right? I, I thought mean, he was that- a funny joke in that movie. Yeah, uh, that's true. But apart from only- that... <sighs> The problem is that that movie had the problem with all later Simpsons stuff, which is that, like, early Simpsons, they would make it. I'm not talking about the Simpsons Spider-Ham. I'm talking about the Spider-Man Spider-Ham. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. That's fine. Sorry I I interrupted you, but you were about to go on one of your famous rants. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that the Simpsons somehow later in their uh, run got obsessed with, like, keeping a joke going yeah when one of the charms of the early simpsons was like making a joke and then immediately running away from it and letting other people figure out if it's funny or not well that's the problem with anything that goes on long enough it has to start becoming self-referential because that's what everyone wants except they don't really want that and that's the death of the thing yep oh it's sad so how do you pick a good screen name it's got to have X's at the beginning and at the damn end. It, different sizes. It, get me to it. <laughs> uh, you need to choose one of three numbers. 666, 420, or 69. And incorporate mm-hmm. it somehow at least twice into the screen name. Yeah. Sure. What about, like... What if you did, like, a throwback to the early days of the internet and called used the screen name, like, Matt2000 or whatever? Is that good? I feel like what would happen nowadays is people would assume that you were born in the year 2000 and then you would see someone say that to you and you would crumble to dust. <laughs> I would assume that you're incredibly futuristic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what if you're Matt 3000? Hmm? Ooh. Then they'd think I was just trying to be like Andre 3000, and which I are. am. Yes. Yeah, who's not trying to be like Andre 3000? <laughs> oh, if only. That's the dream. That's why that music video has every member of the band is Andre 3000, because if you were in a band with Andre 3000, all you'd want to do is be him. Yeah. Fact. Yep. That's why Outcast had to break up. Yep. <laughs> Although, story. who's the other guy in that? Gnarls Buck? Big Boy? Nope. No, I always get them confused. Yeah. Big Boy. Gnarls Barkley uh, is a band composed of several yeah, different members. Was Big Boy in it? No, it was uh, Why do I think Danger Gnarls Mouse Barkley and CeeLo. Associated. Yeah. Oh, I think, okay, is it that I get CeeLo, CeeLo Green and Big Boy confused? Yeah, because CeeLo Green is himself a Big Boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, Big Boy is also very good. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. He's in, like... If you listen to that album that Hey I is on, it's just each of them doing a separate solo album that they put yeah. in the same CD yes. case, and both of them are great. It's true. Speaker Box, was that the big boy one? Uh, I think Yes. The, was, and then oh, Love, yeah. Below Love Below was, was, Below was Andre 2000. That sounds yep. likely. Although they could be the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, well, well, what I heard, spe- I'm like, Speaker Box had to have been big boys. Uh, or uh, Andre's, but no. Uh, the love below is obviously Andre 3000's. That's the much yeah. more If it sounds name. like it might be something Prince would have done, that's Andre 3000. Yeah. If it sounds horny, but maybe also very, very disgusting. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, how do you pick a good coconut? There's no such thing. Coconuts <laughs> oh, are also man. gross. 
<laughs> Matt just hates the world. Here's this the thing. Like... I love coconut milk. Uh-huh. But coconut flesh is, like, so chewy and weird. So I totally disagree. What does can, Jeff think? Can you eat the part of the coconut that is not the little brown hairy seed that we uh, so that we call a coconut? Hold on. Part is that the tree? <laughs> no, there is the green fruit that this brown part is a uh, is the seed of. I think that's all fiber because a okay. palm tree is a palm tree is actually a grass. It's not even a tree. So most of it, when you tear it apart, is just fibers. Yeah, uh, I think it's like the consistency of bamboo around the okay. Because a uh, coconut is tech like the 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 brown rock that we break open for its milk and flesh is... <laughs> delicious brown rock, yes. Yeah. It's the equivalent of a peach pit, uh, and the yep. fruit is is a stone fruit. Um, so, mm-hmm. okay. So we probably can't eat the green part. Uh, I think coconut is fine. The, like, shredded coconut. I like it. You know, coconut water has it's... the same electrolyte balance as blood. I've talked about this before, and during World War II, they would just hook an IV up to you that had coconut water in it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Did it work? Yes, Ever? it did. It kept yeah, it, tur- it turned people into coconuts. Mm. <laughs> That's why we have the, so many coconuts. That explains the today. popularity of the song, I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, someone who ran one of the homes for the coconut people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> What? What the fact? You are you just gonna de- live in denial of the fact that we turned our our boys yeah, abroad into coconuts? Our veterans are coconut people, and now we're just gonna turn our backs on them. I can't believe I like that you how- would deny history like this, Louisa. Uh, I like how when Jeff gets ramped up to be fake angry, he gets extremely Jersey. <laughs> I didn't even notice I was doing that. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, Matt doesn't like any of the foods on here, apparently, and I like all of them. I mean, I like lots of foods, but none of these ones. I guess, I guess if you, three, if you need to pick a good one, it's probably not a good food, I guess is what I'm learning. To pick a good coconut, you want to shake it, and you want to hear if it's got juices Slashing, in there, and if it yeah. doesn't have juices, do not buy that coconut, it's going to be all dried out. If it makes yeah. like a shaka-shaka noise, that means it's not a coconut, it's a musical mm-hmm. instrument. And if it That's makes right. a shaka hand gesture, that means that it's a surfer. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, I'll give you <laughs> that one. I guess. <laughs> hey, oh, hey! I co- got there. Mm, coconuts. It was right down to the wire, but I pulled it out. <laughs> coconuts were the original surfers. How about that? Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Nice. Going everywhere. We've all, God, we've all so really learned coconuts. a lesson here today. Uh. <laughs> How to pick a gift for your wife. Listen to your wife when she talks, and then, later, when it's time to get her a gift, buy the thing she said she wanted before. Yeah, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, uh, on yeah. how to get the perfect gift, you really just have to pay attention to what the person likes, and there's no shortcut to that. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I remember on My Brother, My Brother and Me, they did a thing once where somebody was like, hi, like, it's my anniversary and I want to make a collage of all of the memories I have with my significant other, but mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't take any pictures or save any things. How do I do this? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> that question is dumb on its face, but I feel like that is exactly as dumb as every what gift should I get for my significant other question, because yeah. all of it is you 
you've already failed. If you haven't been <laughs> listening all this time, it's too late now. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, websites, shopping websites, that will be like, uh, click here to find out great gifts for husbands or wives or daughters or sons. <laughs> yes. Like, no, that's not how any of that works. You can't Here's do that. the thing about that, though. Sometimes I look at that one of like, what to get for your husband, 35 to 40, mm-hmm. and I do want a lot of the things on that list. <laughs> Some of those things look pretty Ugh. cool. I'm not even the kind of guy who wants a hatchet, but, like, if somebody got me one, I'd be like, this is pretty cool, actually. Hold on, here's the thing about that, though. I think everybody secretly wants a hatchet. I mean, that's probably true. Mm. I don't know. I can't speak to other people's experience, Louisa. All I can say, all I can do is speak my own truth. Yeah, your own 35 to 40-year-old man truth. Yes, what, which is... What kind of handle do you want on that bad boy? Ooh, Wood, for question. sure, if that's yeah. the basic question. Sure, but you know you're gonna you're probably gonna want to wrap it, right? Yeah, then sure. leather Is probably. This, wait, 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 Louisa, are we walking into a trap of Uh-oh. Jeff getting us to say a meme? <laughs> no, I just am, I'm genuinely interested in talking about hatchets right now. Uh huh. Oh, no, like a leather wrapped handle would be good. Yeah. I think you're not gonna I'm go for like a silicone now. grip or something. Oh shit! I'm afraid like now. That a Matt's pa- right. A pa- no, I'm not. I promise. <laughs> a, a, para- a paracord, like a uh, braided handle. See, I don't think cool. those paracord wrap ones look comfortable. Yeah, I don't mm. think so either. And there's you're, well, you're not going version. for comfort. You're going for grip. <sighs> there's always that idea that you should have paracord with you for when you're out in the woods. You're definitely going to need it. I don't think that's true. I don't think three mm. feet of paracord is ever going to help you. I mean, it probably could if you needed to, like, tie a tourniquet around your leg so the snake venom doesn't reach your brain or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Your heart? What's the part of you it shouldn't reach? Yeah, uh uh-huh, you gotta tie a a paracord around your heart so the venom doesn't reach your brain. (laughs) You don't tie the tourniquet around the... (laughs) Tie it around your neck just to be safe. (laughs) Just tie it around your midsection. It probably already got up into your hips. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you dip, it lie. dips, we dip. <laughs> oh, boy. How to pick a confirmation name. Good fucking luck, buddy. I know this is uh, for the Catholic Church. When you get confirmed into the church, no. you pick a saint's name, and a lot of people will then use that as a middle name from then on out. Um, I don't understand how anybody who has a chosen name ever picks their name. I Here's can't imagine do. it. Get a Bible, flip it open to a random page, pick the first capitalized word on that page, that's your confirmation name. Ooh. Problem well, solved. There it's mm. generally the name of a biblical character or a saint. My name is my name is Matt Gamora Heron. <laughs> Great, good job. Nice. <laughs> I'm the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. <laughs> Pretty good. I forgot that was also a character from Marvel until I said it out loud. <laughs> Oh boy. She has one of the cooler, like, above the title uh, nicknames. Yep. Yeah. The most dangerous oh, and, woman in the galaxy. Pretty good. And for anyone who was wondering, the reason that that was the first capitalized word on the page is because in my Bible. Uh, it's only on the, the sins. Page, it's, um, <laughs> on my Bible, the previous page ends with Sodom and, and then you have oh, to flip okay. the page over and then Gomorrah. Mm, yeah, I see. Pretty good. Next chapter, Gomorrah. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one page ends with Star-Lord and, and you flip the page. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Just... <laughs> 
a version of the Bible where they replace Sodom with Star Lord every time. <laughs> oh, Chris Pratt would be so mad. Star Lord and turn into a pillar of salt. Yep. Uh, pretty good. Uh, do you have to pick? Do you have to pick a biblical name or a saint's name as your confirmation I think, name? Uh, here's me. I'm dumb. I'm an idiot. But I think it's just a saint's name. I don't even think it's supposed to be an, another biblical name. Uh, it says on the Wikipedia section under confirmation name for the Wikipedia page confirmation. It's generally the name of a biblical character or saint. That's mm. strange to me. I don't think I know anyone who who has picked one that wasn't a saint. I'm just interested, like, generally is really broad. Could I, could I make my confirmation name, like, Goku? General Lee. <laughs> God. <laughs> Both of those are bad in such different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did Jeff say? Goku. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's not good. <laughs> Oh, it's sorry. Better than General Lee. Yes, okay. It's better that. than General Lee. Yes. Uh, sorry, Kakarot. Mm, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to use his proper Christian name. I, yeah, you have to use the biblical version. I bet you one thousand dollars that if you went to a Catholic <laughs> church and said you wanted your confirmation name to be Kakarot, they would not get the joke, and they'd be like, "Yeah, fine." <laughs> I'm gonna Google confirmation name Goku and see if it's allowed. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. How to pick a fragrance. That is a tricky one, because I found some of the ones you sample or, like, you read about the notes and then you're like, this sounds great. Everything about this is great. Then when you try to wear it in your regular life, you're like, oh, suddenly I realize it really reminds me of a certain memory or, like, a boss I didn't like or something, you know? Yeah. It's very tricky. Yeah, I think the only way that i found that works is to, like... Find a scent that you think you're going to like, and then try to get, like, a candle that would smell like that, and burn it for a while, and see if you still like it after a week, Mm -hmm. and then be like, okay, yeah, this would be good on my body, I think. That's true. And then after a while, when you really know you like a certain flower or note or whatever, you can just buy one that is mainly that, and you'll probably like it. Yeah, although sometimes you get ones and it's like, yeah, this is vetiver, and then you're like, this doesn't smell like this other one that also said vetiver (laughs) fucking at all. What is happening? Yeah, I bought some different soaps that are lavender scented, which I don't don't love lavender, but I don't mind it. It's perfectly fine. And they smell very different from each other, so that's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's about. Hmm. Um, how to pick a fight? Say, uh, what, are you, you asking me? Yeah. Scumbag? Here we go. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I... I didn't mean to call like offense. came in here talking <laughs> a big game like your king shit. <laughs> I think Matt's doing a good job at picking a fight now, and Jeff is doing a weird job at avoiding a fight, I guess. <laughs> no, please, mister. No. <laughs> I'm so weak. I have a family. <laughs> I guess if I really wanted to avoid a fight, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, I am trying to pick a fight. Don't hurt me, Matt. I feel like hit a guy that wants to get hit, would you? <laughs> oh, pretty good. Oh, man. There's a, there's a few how to pick a locks of different types, but it's all the same, right? You need a rake and a torsion wrench. 
Depends on how the lock is set up, though, right? Because there's different ways to do that. You have to rotate the uh, left analog stick very slowly until you mm. feel the rumble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then that'll, uh, you, like, move it back the other way. And then bit. Batman's like, oh, I think I got the frequency right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there's so many of the Every game has that type of puzzle, huh? I know, it's so puzzle. terrible. <laughs> Everyone's like, ooh, yeah, there's p- lock-picking mechanics, and it's just turning the sticks around. Oh, Ugh, fucking it. sucks. <laughs> hey, Louisa, have you tried Skyrim yet? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no. You should, it's pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. I still run up against the uh, argument that I've said before, that people have told me that they think I would like it less than I like Breath of the Wild, which I love very much, so I feel like I would only see the disappointment in it. Yeah, but more. It'd be new. <laughs> it it so. scratches a different itch than Breath of the Wild, I think. It would yeah. be new, And that's you can true. download mods to make your character naked. <laughs> <laughs> or if you I get it on Switch, that. you can dress him up like Link. There you go. Mm, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, I won't rule it out, but I haven't yet. It's yeah. true. You can make numbers go up in it, which I think is the key difference between like it and Breath of the Wild. Like, you yeah, can just true. sit there for an hour making knives at the blacksmith and make your blacksmith and go through the goddamn roof, and it's delightful. <laughs> and as you as you develop skills, you unlock stars in your character's zodiac to, like, make them better at things, which is pretty fucking cool. No, yeah, that is good. <laughs> but you gotta be careful, because that zodiac might kill you if you're in California in the 70s. Mm-hmm, it's true. <laughs> you could have saved her. I gave you all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the Zodiac, actually. He yeah, was, I'm pretty sure that was Zodiac. He was the snowman all along. <clears throat> it would make a lot of sense. Harry uh, Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Those Swedes, a question mark? Can get away with anything. Was he Swedish? Danish, I maybe? I know it's actually pronounced Harry Hula, but come on. They pronounced yeah. it Harry Hole in the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <clears throat> I think the thing I like most about Breath of the Wild as I think about it, like, conceptually, is that it let you do as much as you wanted of the things that aren't part of the game. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I ran around with an empty inventory and terrible weapons just walking through woods and hiding from enemies for hours and hours. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a lot more of a sandbox uh, aspect of Breath of the Wild, whereas I feel like Skyrim is like, it feels like you're entering into a world where stuff happens and you can go witness some of that stuff. Yes. Breath of the Wild is is more like a, a chaos simulator. The thing that I think was missing from Breath of the Wild that is the reason why I haven't like revisited it much mm-hmm. is because there's a late game stage in games like Skyrim where you're so you've leveled your character up so goddamn much mm-hmm. that you could just walk around and areas where you would avoid previously where it's like, oh look, there's four giants fighting a dinosaur. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Come on, motherfucker, if you want to fight me. Yeah. Like, I'll destroy you. Uh, that feels so good when, you, like, you can just... The whole world is beneath you. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. That invincibility. <clears throat> the power fantasy of the video game. Yeah. But it like, was you're nice. So, you're so fucking good at arrows or whatever. 
<laughs> that you can be like a whole horde of zombies is rushing you and you're like waiting until they get to you and then you're like okay pause time arrow through every head done having, oh, the, so good. having the ability to become so stealthy that you can just crouch down and then go anywhere and no one can see you unless you touch them is incredible <laughs> if they're in mid conversation with you when you crouch down and then they're just like what's happening you disappeared <laughs> Oh, so good. That is funny. I did like in Breath of the Wild the fact that, um, because, like you say, you never get overpowered, You, n- it's never less scary to see a roving guardian robot focus yeah. its beam on you. I kind of like the thrill of that. Like, oh, shit, this is bad. God, seeing a Lionel those, on the horizon, just like, I want oh, those, no. I want those guardian robots and Lionels to get their comeuppance, though. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have picked on me when I was little, you motherfuckers. It's time now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the only way to uh, to punish any of the, the bad guys in that game is to get good at the combat. Yeah, and I'm Ugh. never doing that. No, I'm never yeah. doing that either. <laughs> Uh, there's that like arena area all the way in the north where you ha- where there's like six lionels you have to fight or something. Yeah, no thanks. Has anyone ever done that? It's insane. Yeah, lots of people do it. You just have to get really good at parrying, and you can kill lionels what? fairly easily. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know how you can get good at parrying in that game. It seems to be a random number generator. <laughs> yeah. Of whether you succeed at parrying or not. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of the ones on this list here, I'm looking at the list again, <clears throat> are like, pick a church, pick a daycare, pick a doctor. That's really difficult, because yeah. everyone wants to do the right one and make sure that it's really good for such a serious thing in their life, but nobody knows how to do it. You just have to, like, hope a friend of yours knows, oh, I've got a good one. Well, here's the problem, is that just like Pokemon franchises, everyone wants something different out of these things. Yeah. Like... Do you want a doctor who's going to laugh at you when you say you like to bake? Then you probably shouldn't go to. Then you should go to my doctor, uh-huh. who made me feel bad about baking, as I talked about before we started recording today. Oh, that was before. Okay, yes. I was like, hmm, but did we? If you that? want a doctor who's going to be supportive of you, then go to somebody else. I guess. Yeah, but here's the problem. I feel like you say everybody wants something different. But I'm going to guess most people want a supportive doctor. And then, yeah. like, none of us know how to find one. So yeah. how do people find one? I don't know. Everybody, well, we do know one thing everybody wants, which is to rule the world, I've heard. Mm, yep. Yeah. It's true. Matt, put that song but, at the end of the episode. Oh, thanks, Matt. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll just sing it. <laughs> God, that chilled me good. to the bone. It felt so satisfying. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what, like, Angie's list is for, or whatever. But also, is that some kind of Christian cult? (laughs) Yeah, I wonder about that, too. It feels like it is. Also, whenever people are like, let's make a list to, like, give real opinions about things to all help each other out, the scumbags somehow always find a way to just promote their shitty thing on that service anyway. Like, yeah. somehow that always happens. Yeah, it's so weirdly frustrating when you go on Amazon and you're trying to buy something and you're like, well, I'll just pick the best reviewed one. But then yeah. you have to pick the, like, eighth best reviewed one because the first seven are all a thousand reviews with the same text copy and pasted from, like, yeah. a click farm in South Asia or something. Yeah. One Ugh. thing that places will do now is they'll ship the item with a little card that's like, if you leave us a review, we'll send you a $10 Amazon gift card. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that seems like it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. But also, I do want that Amazon gift card, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that it's, uh, <clears throat> like, get get that friggin' money while you can if you're an individual. If you're a business, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah, that's true. I found some things that are good in the opposite way, which is I bought some things, like, most recently, leather scraps that I was working on some projects with, from, like, a leather upholstery company, and they had it on Amazon, that's where I got it from, but they put a card in my box saying, if I ever want to buy again, I can get it cheaper directly from them without using <laughs> Amazon. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do yeah, this! Yeah, I love that. That's fucking <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that is pretty good. <sighs> yeah, I, that happens to be sometimes with Grubhub as well. Like, Oh, yeah. When you order food, the menu will come stapled to the bag, and on the back of the menu it's like, don't use Grubhub next time and you'll get a cheaper price. Like, yeah! Good. Fuck Grubhub. I love this. Yeah, I am constantly looking, like, I will do research to make sure, like, is there any other way to order from this restaurant without using Grubhub? Yeah, I do that too, but sometimes they're so fucking terrible at the internet that you can't figure it out. Some of of the restaurants are just like, nah, you can just order from Grubhub. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very frustrating. There's a few that have, like, generated websites made mm-hmm. for them by Eat Street or whoever, and I'm like, I don't want to download this, this app just to get something from your website. Yeah. Like, oh, don't I thought, do this. I thought you were... Sometimes Grubhub will set up fake websites for... I've like, heard about that. Without, I think pe- I've without the restaurant's permission, they'll just what? buy up That's like awesome. restaurantname.com and it'll redirect to, it'll look like the real place that you're ordering directly from the restaurant, but you're ordering from Grubhub. They oh, do that Matt said that's awesome. Too. I and I wanted to know why we need to cancel Matt. <laughs> it's obviously evil, but I think that that's an incredibly clever thing to do. <laughs> it's a real power move to be like, no, you should be online because it's 2021. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Honestly, though, obviously Grubhub is not good. And also, I do appreciate that there's someone out there being like, hey, if you want business as a restaurant, you need to fucking let people order shit online, assholes, of course. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Especially because so many restaurants are like, oh yeah, we don't take reservations online, just call us. And then you call them and then the person answers the phone and they're like, hello? Yeah. What? What? The uh, only, the only issue I have with it is they do it for uh, restaurants that do have their own websites. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and if like a restaurant has a website. Oh, oh, Grubhub. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll they'll like they'll make another website that looks fancier because it's you know made with Squarespace or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, or puts the order through Grubhub so they get their cut, even though. The, you tried ordering directly from the restaurant without using Grubhub. Yeah, because the, the trouble is restaurants that are good a lot of times have a website that a nephew made for them in like 1998 on GeoCities and they've yeah. never changed it. It's got a Dancing bunch of hamster. It does sound tasty though. <laughs> got a lot of very low resolution GIFs of stick figures that say under construction and they're like digging yeah. holes. <laughs> How to pick a bikini. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I mean, yes, you can buy one. To find the perfect one, I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I mean, are we as a society over bikinis, I guess is my question. No. I don't think so. Okay. 
expound on that. No. <laughs> People still wear them, I've noticed, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, it just seems like the only people wearing them are, like, teenagers, and that's fine, I guess. But no one, like, do they only exist to make everyone feel bad about their bodies? (laughs) Uh, I don't think that's the only reason they exist, but that's definitely a big side benefit to them existing. (laughs) That's, like, the actual thing that they do in the world, though, right? (laughs) I think also, uh, One Piece is, uh, it's hard to get one that fits whatever your torso is. Like, that's the thing that the, um, yeah. bathing suit didn't take into account. So oh, if you're wearing a bikini, you can get it to fit. There's like a thousand episodes of One Piece, too, so you don't want to have to catch Come on, up on Jeff, it. you interrupted my thing for that? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, get his ass. <laughs> you get a very good bikini and then just wrap the part between the two pieces in gauze and then be like, oh no, my torso is invisible, man. <laughs> just this part. Yeah. Can you wear a bikini with a cummerbund? <laughs> and then you've turned it ah. into a piece, but elegantly. You can, can you and a- should. <laughs> Could you make up a full business outfit out of only the parts of clothes that people wear as accessories? No. <laughs> I'm gonna say like no. <laughs> a dicky and a bikini and a cummerbund and spats. <laughs> Hold on, you think bikini is formal wear? Is yeah. what I'm getting from this. I'm saying you have to figure out how to cover those parts of your body's body using only an accessory. I guess you could do like a vest and a cummerbund if you wanted to look like a person from a Playboy centerfold in 1992. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, where you just where you just have cuffs and uh no bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> cuffs yes. and a collar and a, a tailcoat with no shirt. <laughs> I think a tailcoat is too much like an actual garment of clothing. You need to have like it's just be shoulder a pads taped to your shoulders. <laughs> Epaulets. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Love it. <laughs> Now that's what I call whatever this thing is. <laughs> sure. Good. That's the perfect title for this show. <laughs> How to pick a bed. Good uh, luck. It's it's sad that the a- answer to this is go to a bed store and just lay on every bed till you find one you like. But I think that might be the only way that works. I I would recommend that you simply use the one in your home. Mm. Oh yeah, wherever you normally sleep, you could just keep sleeping there. Yeah, just wherever you there. hang your hat, that's your bed. <laughs> yeah, home is where the home is where the hat is. Whatever your halo is hanging off the corner of, that's your bed. Yeah, these are Somebody all excellent that things mean. to needle Somebody point that on a pillow. <laughs> I like that we said the same thing with different words. That was very good. <laughs> yeah, that's the premise of the show. Yeah. <sighs> and finally, how to pick a door? You ask the other door which door is. <laughs> what would that door tell me to do? Yeah. Uh, you always switch doors from your first choice because that's uh, more likely to give you the prize that's not a donkey. Oh, but I won that donkey though. He's so small. <laughs> <laughs> that little donkey. Aww. He is very cute. <laughs> They definitely dubbed over that donkey with, like, a louder donkey noise, right? Because yeah. he didn't look agitated enough to make that sound. Yeah, no, totally. No, they get they hired, like, a voice actor to go, hee-haw! Oh, Frank Welker? Yeah, yeah. of course it's Frank Welker. 
<laughs> Were you going to say um, Burgess Meredith? <laughs> what? It sounded like Louisa was about to say Burgess Meredith until we started laughing. No, I said, oh, of course it's going to be Frank Welker. I see. <laughs> Very um, we're talking about The Price is Right. I feel like people would be no, listening to this and about, be... We're talking about uh, sure. Let's Make a the Deal. The Monty Hall problem? Oh, you're right. Let's Make a Deal. Well, anyway, I didn't want people listening to this to be driven insane by our <laughs> reference that we didn't make explicit. Uh, okay, well, thanks everyone. For, uh, do, they think, do you think they mean pick like a door for your house? Like a front door? Probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, you want to get one with like weather stripping and shit? Whatever. It's got yeah. insulation in it. That's what you want. Weather stripping seems like the biggest lie in history, right? Because it sounds so complicated, but what it really is is just like outside of the window or door, there's a little lip to keep air from getting in through the crack. It yes. sounds so sexy, but actually it's just like a house thing. It's like such an obvious thing that I'm like, how has this not always been what house does? <laughs> kind of is, because even if you lived in uh, pioneer times, you'd, like, put straw around the window to plug up all the leaks. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and uh, recommend us to your friends so that we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly by messaging us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. My information is only available in the deepest regions of the foul dark web, and you must go there, pay in Bitcoin, don't tell anyone your real name, and you will find me, weaponizedlanguage.com. And you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. Please come back next week. In the meantime, everybody wants to rule the world. And this week's meme page was Young Goose Trump about the Pokemon Young Goose kind of looking like Donald Trump. <laughs> That's a shame. I really think you could have worked that in you there. You could have gotten there for sure. We had already stopped talking about Pokemon by the time I brought it up. <laughs> we could always bring up Pokemon again. That's true. Uh, anyway, what do I say? I say, eat your donuts! And I say, eat your donuts. <laughs> eat your donuts, everyone. <laughs> I say, we let him go. <laughs> I was saying, booers. <laughs> How many more do we have? How many more do we have? <laughs> no. No, we're done. <laughs> oh, we can't be funny after the show, or else Jeff won't put Louisa being dumb at the beginning of the show. Oh, no, I don't even remember what I said, but yeah, I regret I it. Remember I remember either. regretting it. <laughs> Uh, we're already too funny. It's the the ship has passed. Yep. Yeah, that's what people that's say. The phrase. The ship has passed. passed. That's the not ship right. Has passed. That's a, no. You got it. What is it? The moment has passed. The ship, the has, ship sailed. has sailed. Ship has sailed. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Damn it! It's me looking stupid again, like every week. Fuck. It's fine. Nobody listens anyway. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why I don't care that much. And also why I ask if we can stop doing the show every week. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> stop recording is what I think. Yeah, I'm going to stop yeah. recording. Come on.